Hello, my friend. I hope you're happy. I hope you're peaceful. We're on a spiritual journey on the podcast, trying to free our body and mind from suffering. But those chains sometimes come from the economic, social and political systems that we have to live in. So what can we do about it? Welcome to Mindfulness for Beginners. Yesterday, the 10th of December, was International Human Rights Day, and it marks the anniversary of the Declaration on Human Rights being adopted in 1948. That document sets out the basic principles of a free society like liberty, dignity and equality. And many people in the world don't get to enjoy those freedoms, uh, not just in totalitarian states, but also in our own country through discrimination and injustice. In mindfulness, we accept the world as it truly is, but that doesn't imply that we should be impassive. The mindful response to suffering is to engage rather than withdraw. And Thich Nhat Hanh developed engaged Buddhism when he was a peace activist during the Vietnam War. He wanted to practice mindfulness in such a way that could bring it to society and make the world a fairer, more just place for everyone. And practicing engaged mindfulness means connecting yourself and your mindfulness practice to the events that are happening around you and across the world. There's a misconception that the practice of mindfulness is about developing your awareness of just yourself, but It's not just about uh, your awareness of your breath and awareness of your body and your thoughts. It's your connection to other people, awareness of their suffering, the systems that we live in and the environment. Understanding your role within that and the impact that your choices have. And the aim of mindfulness and this podcast actually is to create a happier, calmer life for you. But it's also to create a kinder world for everyone. So what can we do to make the world a better place? And as usual, it starts with awareness. We can apply that sense of interconnection and interbeing to the things that we consume. Where does our food come from? Where do our clothes come from, our devices? By taking a moment to understand the connections that our actions have with the wider world, we can then inform choices that support a kinder world. We're going to do a guided meditation on our choices, but we can actually integrate this into our daily lives and use it as an opportunity for everyday mindfulness. And we can also understand how our current economic and social structures impact the lives of the people around us. We're born into these systems, we grow up with them, And we can be blind to the different impact that they have on us and other people. But it's an opportunity to apply our beginner's mind and start again without beliefs, assumptions, the lens of our experience. When we think of our education systems, our workplaces, our justice system, our environment, uh, our social media and the internet, you could write a list as long as you like. We can ask ourselves, do these institutions, in the way that they're currently structured, create a kinder, happier, ethical world for everyone? And in many cases, the answer will be yes, but there's some significant improvements that can be made. 
So then the question for you is, what is your role? How can you engage and drive change that protects people who are suffering, discriminated against and marginalized? And that might seem a huge and overwhelming task, but let me simplify it down. So if you come up with one way that the kind of systems that I talked about could be better, like your school or your workplace, and one small thing that you could do to make it better. And then ask yourself, how do you feel making that small change that makes the world a better place? So now we're going to do a guided meditation, and it's from Thich Nhat Hanh's Blooming of a Lotus, and it's about awareness of our consumption. So if you want to take a moment to get yourself into a comfortable position, we're going to start with three sounds of the bell and the usual settling in introduction. Firstly, focusing on our posture, and I would invite you to imagine that you have a thread attached to the crown of your head, and it's gently pulling you upwards into an upright position. Your spine like a stack of coins, your heart raised upwards and outwards, with your hands comfortably in your lap. And then Expanding that spotlight of awareness to your entire body. Noticing where you feel warm or cold. Where you feel tense or relaxed. The sensation of the clothes against your skin. And the points of contact between your body and the chair and the floor. Moving your awareness to your thoughts and feelings. And as we go through the guided meditation, Noticing each thought as it arises, and that might be an anxious thought about tomorrow. It could be a happy thought about today. It might be a sad thought about yesterday. Just sitting with each thought for a moment. Smiling to each thought. Allowing it to leave and gently and without judgment, bringing your attention back to your breath. 
And finally, focusing your awareness on your breath. Noticing that column of air between your nose and your diaphragm. Noticing how the air feels cooler on the in-breath. Warmer on the out-breath. Aware of the edible food I consume every day, I breathe in. Seeing the effect of my consumption on the world, I breathe out. Edible food, effect on the world. Aware of the edible food I consume, I breathe in. 
determined to eat in a way that reduces the suffering of loving beings, I breathe out. Edible food, reducing suffering. Aware of the sense impressions, like films and TV, I consume every day, I breathe in, determined to have wholesome sense contacts, I breathe out. Sense impressions, wholesome.
Aware of the desires and intentions I consume every day, I breathe in. Determined to base my intentions in understanding and love, I breathe out. Desires and intentions, understanding and love. Aware of the collective consciousness that nourishes me every day, I breathe in. Determined to be nourished by what is wholesome in that consciousness, I breathe out. Collective consciousness, wholesome.
As we reach the end of the guided meditation, just taking a moment to scan internally inside your body, noticing any areas that are relaxed, any areas that have become tense or uncomfortable, and taking a moment to stretch those, maybe your back or your legs. Focusing for a moment on your mind. Noticing any changes. And if you feel a sense of calm or peace, then setting the intention to carry that through the rest of your day. And then opening your eyes and returning your awareness to the room that you're in. And just before we finish, uh, another quick reminder that uh, if you look in the description for the podcast, you'll see a link to uh, a Google form where you can state your interest in a Be Can Be Happy mindfulness course that I'll be running with my friend Ian Sneath in uh, February. So we've had a great response. Uh, people have stated which uh, day works best for them. And so it'll be on Wednesday evenings uh, UK time, uh, 7 p.m. Uh, it's still worth uh, registering on the form because when we close it uh, in a few days, uh, those people will be uh, the first to get access to book onto the course. Only 12, 13 people uh, will be on the course. So there's not a huge number of places. Uh, there's been quite a big response so if you are interested in being on the course, uh, I'd really encourage you to uh, just stick your name in the form. You really just have to pick a day and put your email address in, and then uh, you'll have the option to be one of the first people to have access to the Be Can Be Happy Mindfulness course. It's a fantastic course that was written by Plum Village Monastics, and it's how I really developed my mindfulness practice when that was taught by my mentor, Dr. Laurie Bauer. So anyway, that's enough waffle from me. Uh, may you be happy, may you be peaceful, and may you see yourself through the eyes of understanding and compassion. Well, I've been afraid of changing Cause I've been